10 different Kyrie takes and it's just been a crazy week in the NBA to say the least um but we're gonna save that for the connection chat later this week today me and Gabe wanted to do our top 10 shooting guards of the 2000s uh our last episode we did point guards this week we're doing shooting guards I, you guys could guess it's a theme going on small forwards power forwards centers next um but yeah let's just get into this list right away Gabe I mean, I'll, before we get into it, this was hard to make. Harder than the point guard list, to be honest. I don't know if you felt the same. Um, It's a lot closer. Mm. And there's probably a lot more room for debate than the point guard list. I feel, the, I feel the same about the point guard list where number one is number one. And there's no argument to who number one is for the top ten shooting guards of the past. Uh, we're approaching 22 years now. Um, but then... Two through four through two through five, really, there can be arguments mm-hmm. for like who goes where. Um, and then there's a lot of shooting guards who were also shooting guards slash small forward, and it was kind of yeah. difficult. Like, we're obviously going to do this eventually for small forwards, and it's difficult. Like, where would I put this guy more as a shooting guard or, or as a small forward? Mm hmm. And I'll just say uh, right so now, the win. guy that I was struggling with the most, and I think because we were talking about it before we started, and we didn't say yeah. the name yet because we wanted to surprise each other live, Vince Carter was the one yes, for me. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. the guy. Jeremiah just saw me agonizing over him for the past uh, five minutes. Um, it's tough, yeah. bro, because it looked like his peak like as a player was when he was playing small forward but he's played more shooting guard his career so it's like right. what do you do i put him on my list but i don't feel he's great about mine. it he's not on yours you <laughs> might be able to even t- make mine really? he might not even make my small forward list Interesting. it's not a matter of him being shooting guard or small forward it's just like i weigh just him straight up against my bottom yeah. three guys and I'd rather have anybody else on this list than Vince Carter. So I couldn't bump anybody off for him. Okay. The way I bumped off Luca last week for D-Rose. I see. I see. Well, then, this should definitely be another interesting episode. Um, You want to start with your <laughs> honorable mentions? Tell us who, yeah, who didn't so, make it. Yeah, so Vince Carter, obviously, greatest dunker of all time. Had some peaks. Has had some great playoff games. He had a great duel, classic duel with uh, Allen Iverson back in, I believe, 2001. And... Yeah, he's he had some moments. He's was always exciting to watch. He just never rose to the feats we thought he would, and his playoff resume is lacking. That would be an understatement. Big time. And just overall accolades, not not as impressive as you would think. Let me go through it real quick, cause you know he is a big name, relatively. Right. He's an eight-time All-Star, which is impressive, but only two-time All-NBA. Mm. Uh. Yeah, and then that's it. He was nope. a rookie of the year, and then that's it for his resume. No playoff resume. Uh, yeah. Besides, like you Another said, the guy. Iverson, and then he had like a buzzer with Dallas one year. Remember when he was like 50? Right, exactly. Um, he that is, that is a case to maybe put him on here, which is he, you know, he was a, a legitimate NBA player who gave real minutes for 
for two decades, basically. Yeah, I was going to say, he played a long career, which some dudes on my list who I might even have higher than him, they didn't have as long as a career, to be honest. But like you said, the peaks are what what matters here. You're already like making me feel bad for putting Vince over... Well, no, no, when this I think guy. about how long his career is, it makes me like go back now. Like, should I put him on? I don't know. It's tough, yeah. Um, it's just the guys I have in front of him have way more playoff success and individual accolades. Uh, who else would be? Joe Johnson comes to mind. Rip Hamilton comes to mind. Pat those are guys those who guys. come to mind as uh, as as honorable mentions. Uh, who am I forgetting from the 2010s? CJ McCollum's a shooting guard who's been really good for a long time now. Uh, anybody for you? Um, same. I had Joe Johnson as well. Um, Rip Hamilton. I had Brad Beal as well. He didn't make my top ten. Brad Beal. Brad Beal. Yeah, Brad Beal didn't same. make mines. He was close, but and then the other guy who I just think his. Because when you look at it, he had a really good playoff run in the 2000s. But his peak was in the 90s, and that was Reggie Miller. Because I was looking at Reggie his Miller, career. Yeah. He played from, yeah. like, as far as the 2000s, he played from 2000 to 05, I think. And mm-hmm. his last few seasons in Indiana, he was averaging, I think, 30 in the playoffs. But when I remember Reggie, I remember mid-90s Reggie going against MJ and the fucking Knicks. I don't remember 2000s. In a suit for 80% right. of the 2000s, yeah. Reggie. <laughs> when yeah. I think of Reggie in the 2000s, I basically think of him in a suit during the Malice in the Palace. That's really <laughs> it. You know, they did make a finals in, oh, was it 2000 or 2002? One of those years, yeah. It was one of those years. They made the finals. Uh, so he did make a finals in the 2000s. Was the best player on a team that made the finals. But yeah. He's more of a 90s guy. He'd be you know? a 90s if we're weighing, guy, yeah. If we're weighing who he was in the 2000s, he only played for four years, really. And isn't his resume in the 2000s doesn't stack up right. in comparison. Another guy who I just realized is a shooting guard from the 2000s is Andre Iguodala. Who so I saw his name came to mind. Again, and he's had quite a long career. It's just... I, I He's... Really flourished as a role player, and the yeah. guys I have in front of him has have been better in bigger positions. Yes, I felt the same, and have meant more to their teams. Yes, I know he's a Finals MVP. We've debated on this podcast. I don't think he deserved it. Nope. Even though it was fantastic, and he is crucial to the Warriors' success. That being said, he's not one of their top three guys in their entire run. You know, yeah. we know who the top three guys are, and then when Durant comes, he's not even in the top four guys. Right. Yeah, no, we definitely so see I can't, eye to eye on that one. Definitely honorable mention, but didn't make my list as well. Okay. That being said, who do you have at 10? All right, let me pull up his basketball reference before I even... I'm doing like an invisible drum roll right now. <laughs> oh, man. Go. My number 10, and people will feel a lot better about him this year than they did last year, is DeMar DeRozan. Aha. DeMar DeRozan, whose resume, when you look at it, isn't that great. Only a four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, but he's been a consistent bucket. One of the best, maybe top three, top five mid-range shooters in the past 10 years of the NBA. Celtic killer. You know, we're Celtics fans, so (laughs) we have a personal connection to him. He's always killed the Celtics. And him in Toronto, you know, they never got it done, but they did get to the conference finals a few times there, which is more than I can say for Vince Carter or whoever else I left off. Yeah. Uh leading a team that far. And now 
where how long how long are we into his career now? 2010 is tw- uh, we're about 12 years into his career and he's having a resurgence. He's probably an All Star this year. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like he's his best year. All NBA this year. His best years might he's be ar- ahead of him. <laughs> right, he's arguably All NBA this year. So if this keeps up, it's like I can't put anybody else behind him. So he's at my 10 spot. I like that. Uh, my number nine is Jimmy Butler. Ooh. Obviously, we saw an incredible. Uh, okay, interesting. All right. That, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, this is going to be weird. This is a weird list, man. Shooting guards are weird. It is. Uh, Jimmy Butler, a five-time All-Star, a steals champion in 2021, four-time All-NBA, five-time All-Defensive. Now I'm wondering if he should be even higher on my list. <laughs> Just like, 2015, most improved. Uh, obviously, one of the great finals performances in that bubble playoffs. To push it to game six, uh, obviously became a famous meme. You know, him drenched over the scorer's table. Right. And then just, he's been right about every situation he's been in. You know, he started in Chicago. They started kind of screwing with him. He leaves, and they go to shit immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the Minnesota situation, he got out of Philly, and now he's been flourishing in Miami, and they've really taken on his identity. Right. That's like a match really made impressive. Yeah, so let me get through this bottom five, and maybe I'll move him up. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, Jimmy Butler, just really, really good, really fun to watch. Who wouldn't want a Jimmy Butler on their team? The next guy I have in front of Jimmy Butler is Manu Ginobili. Okay. Uh, two-time All-Star, four-time NBA champ, two-time All-NBA. Coming off the bench, mind you. You know, this guy could have been on another team, and his personal stats would have went straight up. That's a good point. It's not like I feel like I love Draymond. Draymond can't be Draymond somewhere else. He needs the system around him to Yeah. He needs guys who know what they're doing around him where a guy like Mon Ginobili could really score by himself. We've seen it a million times uh in six man of the year in oh eight and came through clutch in plenty of uh playoff moments on both sides of the court. So, yeah, I have him, and he had a long, great career. I have him at the number eight spot. Okay. Let me delete this real quick. My list is all fucked up. There you go. It's all good now. Because um, I had to move guys around earlier, so yeah. like, there was spaces, and I had, like, DeMar DeRozan at, like, number 12. It, it didn't make sense. <laughs> no, Sorry, trust guys. me. I already know what you mean, because my list is, like, all over the place, too. Yeah. Uh, moving on, number seven is Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Arguably second greatest shooter of all time, five-time All-Star, three-time NBA champ, two-time All-NBA, 2019 All-Defensive team, All-Rookie in 2012, and he's had some incredible feats. You know, Pete Clay, if we're talking about one game, his one game, you know, you take the 62 points or you take him murdering OKC, it's like there are a few guys in NBA history that you would want than a red-hot Clay Thompson. Facts. And he's an incredible defender. So I feel really good about putting him where he is. Of course, he's not. And he was arguably snubbed from the All-75 team, which is saying something. Mm -hmm. He's not, again, like I said about uh, some guys who didn't make the Like Andre Iguodala. Of course, he's more important to the team than Andre Iguodala. However, he's not. Steph Curry, he's not leading the team that far. I don't know what it would look like with him on his own team. And obviously, he's missed some time in the past few years, which has 
hurt his legacy. You know, missing that amount of time can really hurt your legacy. Yeah, Who knows sure. what they would have looked like the past few years with Clay and what more accolades he would have uh, accumulated by yeah. this time. So, yeah, for now I have him at number seven. This list, man, the more I read it, the more you could probably talk me into whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six I have, and this guy could have been a small forward. I have him at shooting guard. I have Tracy McGrady. Okay, interesting. Just a very, very skilled scorer, Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ, seven-time All-NBA, 2001 Most Improved, and just struggled with injuries. Like, that's a very impressive resume for somebody who struggled with injuries so much throughout their entire career. Of course, the other day uh, was the anniversary of the 13 points, and this is a regular season moment. Nonetheless, it's something I YouTube once a year. Right. 13 points in 35 seconds. Just absolutely an insane clip. You have to watch it. How many guys could do what he did that night? To the Spurs, Um, too. Not no, like, To the Spurs. Yeah, and they, he just had a lot of bad luck his entire career, and his career probably plays out much better nine out of ten times. Even even saying all that, it was it was a great career, and he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, and a two time scoring champ is that saying something? Playing in the playing in the same age of a Kobe Bryant, yeah, and other other greats. So yeah, I have, I have T Mac at six, and that ends my uh, bottom five. Right, that's interesting. Jimmy Butler already, that's a name I totally forgot about, and I feel so You didn't bad. put Jimmy Butler yeah. on the list? I don't oh, know why. No. I, like, in my head, well, we'll and see. this is my we'll fault, because in my head, I was picturing Jimmy as a small forward, similar yeah. to Iguodala, because, you know, he would guard LeBron or guard Durant, right. and he'll have, like, a point guard and some shooter with him when he's on the floor. But you're right. When you look at his career, he's mostly played shooting guard, especially in the Chicago years. Yeah. So he has to be a it's shooter arguable. guard. It's arguable because and that already breaks my that list. Think about it, like he has Duncan. I mean, there's Duncan Robinson at the two. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so like why Lowry is he at, at the, the one? You know. So like, why would he? I can see why you would think he's a small forward. I just like during my research, I look up like what these guys' actual positions are. Yeah. And Jimmy came up on not only on Basketball Reference, but and he's listed as the shooting guard and small. Yeah. Forward. No, he's actually a shooting but, guard. You're right. He came up on some, like, you look up the greatest shooting guards of whatever era, like, he'll come up on those shooting guard lists. Yeah. So I felt it was appropriate to put him in here. No, you're right. You're right to do that. Because now, because I got to bump someone now. 22.8 points uh, this year. Career average, only 17.5. But before the finals run, would you have had Jimmy on your list before the bubble finals run? What do you think? No, I mean he's only at nine for me. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <He's only laughs> I was gonna say honestly. Me, so it's like he before that's, that, that's probably enough to bump him off. Yeah, man. Oh man, Jimmy. Fuck. Okay. All right. Honorable mentions for me. Whatever. We had the same dudes: Bill, Joe Johnson, uh, Rip Hamilton. Oh my god, dude. My ten to eight is a mess now. All right. <laughs> I guess. Man, I have to bump DeRozan out. So I had DeRozan, I had DeRozan at ten originally. Oh, interesting. But I'm gonna have to bump him, and I'm have to put Jimmy for the same reasons that you just stated. All right. So Jimmy's at, Jimmy was at my nine. Okay. This means I'm gonna have some you guys. You have somebody yeah. in your top ten 
that I do not have uh, yeah. in my top 10. One guy. Just like last week with Rondo. Yep, I have my Rondo. Uh, and that's going to mess everything up, and we're going to have an argument. So go on. <laughs> Are you ready to hear my Rondo? So yeah, Jimmy, 10. Sorry, DeRozan got to bump you out. But DeRozan, honestly, I feel like they're racing right now, Jimmy and DeRozan. Oh, who's like had the better career? Yeah, and they're kind of like yeah. I mean, we'll see how the rest of their their careers pan out, right. but that 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 was quite the performance in the finals, and that's what DeRozan has nothing like that on his resume. That against all else, yeah. The two of them can meet in the playoffs for this year, for all we know. Yeah, it could happen. So that being said, Jimmy Ten. All right, my Rondo this week is Brandon Roy. Uh, come on, Jerry. He uh, so Did he played ten games. That's why, honestly, that's why he's <laughs> he literally <laughs> only played like ten games. My number ten, eight, my number eight is Len Bias. <laughs> nah, so it was, this was tough for me because when you look at his basketball reference, it's he, I think he only played six seasons. It's a tough career, man. But in those six years, I think he was an All Star his second year. He was an all-star his third year, and then he had deep playoff runs. Kobe has the quote where he's the hardest guy for him to ever guard. He's just the definition of what if for a shooting guard. Because to make an all-star your first two seasons, and that in that mid two thousand range where it's Wade and it's Kobe mm-hmm. and it's Iverson tail end and T Mac, like you mentioned, I thought that was really impressive. So if you're penalizing for the the him not playing enough, I get that and I respect that for sure. But yeah. when he was on the court, he was so good. Like, really, really good. So I know, and they had some playoff success. They had some, yeah, but he just but couldn't like, stay bro, healthy. 57, it's rookie bad. year, 57 games played. Yeah, it's bad. Then 74, 78. Okay, those are two of his All-Star years. His third All-Star year, he's 65 games. He was and done then at 25. And then it's five, and he's out. 26 years old, he was done. But that, like, my thing is, those five or whatever seasons... Like, I don't know. They were pretty good. <laughs> they were really good, but it's, I don't know. It's tough, though. I'm, I don't feel strong about it, but. I'm just weighing him against, like, I can't put his body of work. Against, like, Jimmy's compared to, or DeRozan's. Yeah, or anybody. Yeah, you know? Yeah, no, I, I can't be mad at it. I'll leave him at nine for now. That That's definitely open to change. I guess I'm yeah. I'm more so stuck to his, his peaks, but you we do have to look at the overall body of work here it's the, for me it's debate like his peak was definitely higher than DeRozan's and Jimmy's the overall body of work like compared to his success versus their success in a longer span it's honestly like they're not that much successful than him Jimmy is because he made the finals but DeRozan and uh Brandon Roy it's like eh, I don't know I think I might mm. rather have uh Brandon Roy there so that's my nine eight I have Manu um, like you said, he could have been Same. the engine to a whole nother team, and he could have been that guy. And that team probably could have been really good. Um, big playoff moments, of course, he's a winner. So he's my seven, six. No, he's my eight. Six is Clay Thompson, right? No. I, okay. I, did I Wait. forget how to count? Hold on. See, my, seven, my list is you so had mono at eight. fucked right did now. Did you have mono at eight? Yeah, Manu at eight, Clay at seven. Okay, Clay yeah, there seven. we go. So okay. Clay's seven. Second greatest shooter of all time, game six, yeah. Clay. We know about it. There's moments where he, if he didn't have the performance he didn't have, then that dynasty wouldn't be what it is, to be honest. As great as Steph is, mm-hmm. as great as Durant was when he came, there was a lot of moments where Clay had to save the man. And um, Clay, with the two way with Clay is kind of what took him over, like put him over a Manu or a DeRozan for me, because he was 
having the eight dribble 60 point quarters but he was also having the nights where he would guard a james harden for 48 minutes or a kyrie irving in the finals or even sometimes don't even throw him on durant right. when he was on okc so the shooting with the two-way for clay is good enough to have him at least this high on my list for now obviously room for growth so him being seven all right i have him at seven six and this was tough this was between him and Actually, I won't spoil who I have for five. I guess it goes without saying. But six for me is Ray Allen. I have him at okay. sixth. And okay. All right. He could have been fifth. Like, the guy who's at fifth, uh-huh. you know, it's not that much big of a difference. But um, Yeah, this is, where it gets, this, is get, this is where it gets really tight. Yeah, it gets really tight here. But Ray, man, we, we know his resume. Honestly, it's funny because before he started winning, was that's like the type of player you envision leading a team in kind of what we weigh the most when it comes to this list like who yeah. can actually lead a team ray could yeah. was very capable of doing that in the first what six seven years of his career with milwaukee and seattle and then of course he came to boston and kind of re-evolved into this just dead eye that could also play defense he had his moment in miami which i hate but you know mm-hmm. it was definitely a, a huge boost to his legacy of course he has the shot and um yeah second all-time in threes of course steph just passed him think it's good enough to have Ray at six, but yeah, man, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. It's I don't know. You could easily talk me into having one guy above the other. It's tough, but yeah. um, yeah, that's my it's my tenth or six. So anything that gets you sick or uh, we disagree on the Brandon Roy thing. Yeah, I agree. He like if he stays healthy, he's probably on this list, but he didn't, so I can't. I, I just can't. No, it's you know? fair. It's fair. But besides that, we basically have the same list. This is even sim- more similar than our uh, point guard list. Yeah, our point guard list was wacky. My number five was Ray Allen. Okay. So just while we're on the topic, yeah. he played, if you look at his basketball reference page, he is super durable. He plays at least 70 games a year most for the most part of his career. Um, he was really good on Seattle. Mm-hmm some great YouTubes is like, you know, that game Seattle versus Phoenix, they went to double overtime. He just goes nuts in that game. That's back when he was Jesus. Um, right. And yeah, Milwaukee, he was really good there too. And he's a sneaky, really athletic. Like he's, he had some great dunks in his career too. Yeah. Um, he's a hall of famer. He's a two time NBA champion, two time all-star, uh, 10 time, 10-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. I was going to say two-time Which is why he's not as high as other guys on this list. And he's on the 75th anniversary team. But, yeah, just a really good uh, good, uh, NBA career for Ray Allen. And had a second life with the Heat Mm -hmm. that most people don't. And adapted to every, every position he went to, you know. He was really good at leading a team in Milwaukee and Seattle. He could put the team on his back. Yep. And then went to Boston, was was really, like, selfless and did a really good job becoming the third guy. And then went to Miami and gave them everything they needed. Yeah. So it's like that's that's all you could really ask for. So now we're going to go back and forth, so you can give me your fifth. All right, so my fifth is T-Mac, so it was between him and Ray Allen, that fifth and sixth All right, so spot. we're reversed. But, we're um, reversed. Yeah, we're basically just reversed on that. I feel like our four, our four through one is going to be the same. But, yeah, T-Mac got five for me. 
he was so good, man. His that mid what 2007 that run he had where he was averaging 30 twice, I think he averaged 30 twice in a season. Um, like you mentioned before, going toe to toe with Kobe. Um, if it wasn't for injuries, he honestly could be top three on this list. Because as far as like skill set and what he yeah, could do on the wise. court, yeah, talent wise, T Mac is honestly up there with the two guys that I have at the top of my list. But he didn't right. didn't do Same. much in the postseason Same. and. Um, didn't stay as healthy as we'd like for him to be. So I have to put him at five. So now I pass it to you for number four. And this is where it gets fun. Okay. This is when it gets really, like, hard. Yeah, I know. I know. These guys, uh, the, the, these next three guys are all pretty close. Though I feel very strongly about two being two and one being one, much like our point guard list. Okay. Um, my number four is Allen Iverson. Hall of Famer, 11-time All-Star, four-time scoring champ. Wow. Three-time steals champ, seven-time All-NBA, two-time All-Star MVP, MVP of the entire league in 2001, 75th anniversary team, and uh, Rookie of the Year in 97. Obviously, take the famous Game 1 versus the Lakers in 2001. Besides that, no playoff success whatsoever. And once it was over, it was over. He did not have... A flourishing, a long flourishing career. He had a long career, but it wasn't always it. It got it went down when it when it got bad. It got bad. Right. He didn't have a second, third life. You know, he never adapted. He needed to be the centerpiece, but greatest player of his height ever, probably. Uh, incredible handles before Kyrie <laughs> showed up. We were calling him the greatest handles of all time, and just a really good. It's it's crazy that a shooting a guy of that size could dominate at that position, and yeah. super athletic, and it's saying something taking a team to the NBA Finals and getting a game up on that probably the best Lakers team of the two thousands was the two thousand one Lakers, and they didn't sweep um, Philly that yeah. year. I had and, them at four yeah. too. You have them at four as well. For it. Yeah, and I share yeah. the same sentiments that you have on him. I do feel as if though he's kind of overrated. I feel like, Which, and we've I, talked about this on um the again yeah every episode of this series we're gonna tell you to go back to the Richie and Meko connection, go back and find our fifty our both our top fifty players of all time, uh and we we do get into AI yeah because like you know it's the social media thing for sure and the. The culture that he brings kind of the culture, yeah, boosts him up a little too. bit. And, yeah, it's part of it. Which yeah, I respect. Yeah, it's part of what gives him the name and the the mystique and the you know right. the whole thing. But you know, we're trying to just judge objectively like what you did on a basketball court and your impact. He was really good, like you mentioned, at his size to be able to do that to go toe to toe with the Lakers in that game one with prime Shaq and Kobe getting ready to ascend. Um, but after that, I mean, I don't even think he had, did he make it to the second round after that? I don't even, or not the second round. Maybe once. Like, yeah. Or the third round. Maybe once. Maybe once at that. No, no. He definitely never got back to the third round. To the conference finals, right? But these numbers are kind of crazy. 2001, 31.1 points a game, then 31.4 the next year. That's impressive. He averages 30.7 in 2005. 31.2 31.2 in 2007. Allen Iverson was That's basically... a lot of buckets. Allen Iverson's career was basically Isaiah Thomas that one season on the Celtics. 
Basically, yeah. Which is really impressive because Isaiah Thomas that season was like, holy shit, this yeah, guy's 5'8", and he's taking on everyone. Iverson did that for the bigger chunk of his career, so I think that's why we have him at four. Um, all right, so now I'm really curious to hear who's three for you. This mm. guy almost was four. Mm. I almost had AI over this guy because it's just... You expected, I feel like people projected with this guy. He's a current NBA player. You know who I'm about to say. Oh, I do. People projected and assumed he was going to keep doing what he did in the past, putting up those numbers. Now the game's kind of changing around him, and his body's slowing down on him. So let's look at his resume. Mm. At number three, I have James Harden. uh, Nine-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, three-time scoring champ, uh, assist champ in 2017, 2018 MVP, Six man a year in 2012, and he's on the 75th anniversary team. Uh, just really knew how to get a bucket. He's put up insane numbers uh, throughout the prime of his career. but And a really good shooter, which doesn't get talked about as much, but he is a really good shooter. You're right, that is underrated. And he's really nifty, and he's a great passer. Um, he might be the best passer on this list. Passing, he's special. He's a special. He's probably passer. the best passer on this list. He's probably the best passer on the li- on this list, and has the best court vision. I agree. Um, and he's up there with the best shooters on this list as well. So if we're talking about the guard position, shooting guard, point guard, like he's right up there with anybody when it comes to that that those skill sets. Uh, however, I, his stats, which are the biggest part of his resume, are completely inflated, and I feel like we're seeing that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the teams he were on were completely built. Also, on a, still on a positive note, was a game away from making the NBA Finals and probably winning uh, in 2018? 2018. Yep. You know, that Game 7. But they didn't come through in Game 7. They didn't come through. So I can't be too nice about that. But, yeah, he's had multiple – he never won a championship, but he's had multiple far playoff runs. Uh, and we'll see if they'll have another one this year. But, yeah, his numbers have been inflated with the chicanery he does to draw fouls and the way his teams were constructed around him. Where it's like, anybody, I, I feel like a lot of guys right. on this list could do that. Not the guys on the way back half. Not a DeRozan or a Butler or a Manu Ginobili, but, you know, an AI, which we have seen. Similar situation where the teams were built just so that AI could get buckets. AI, Ray Allen, um, and the guys ahead of him certainly could all do what he's done. But I do have him at three, and I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I also have him at three, and I also feel good about it. Oh, but man, is this guy a polarizing player. I mean, (laughs) he's, man, Harden, Harden, Harden. I, I mean, let's look at it. He starts his career with OKC. He's like this bona fide sixth man who was really good those first two seasons. I remember that that 2012 playoff run that they had, and that's kind of when Oklahoma City just bursted onto the map and everyone knew who they, who they were. It was him in that Spurs series that was running the whole show. He was the one setting up Durant. He was the one, it was interesting because Westbrook was the guy the whole season that was the real dominant ball handler that brought up the ball, set up the offense. But Scotty Brooks was going to Harden in those moments, a young James Harden, to just set the offense up. And of course, they make it to the finals, and he 
was a total no show. And have we, as we've yeah. seen in his career, that's a reoccurring theme for him when it comes to the postseason. And it's probably why he's not over the. I mean, I don't think he'll, he's never going to reach the guy at the top of our list, but it's probably why he hasn't knocked on the door on the second guy on our the list. Next guy. Yeah, yeah, it's really postseason. Because he goes right. to Houston, that crazy trade happens. He reinvents himself. Like what he did in Houston, man, it's it's tough because it's really. Ah, man, Harden is, he's really some type of, he's had some sort of career when I really just sit and think about it. Because he goes to Houston, and like you said, they build this whole system around him, which it may not be 100% his fault. I think Daryl Morey, yeah. that freaking they did win a bunch of games, though. analytics nerd, um, was definitely the reason behind it. But yeah, like you said, it, it led to a lot of wins. It led to a lot of deep playoff runs. It led to them honestly being the only team uh, when Durant went to Golden State, that was challenging Golden State. It was like not just going to fold over when the whole league did. Harden and CP3, as hectic and as chaotic as that marriage was, it, it gave Golden State problems in those playoff runs. Yeah. So I think that's definitely a tip to the cap to Harden there. But now you look at what we've seen, and it's obviously not a huge sample since, size. Right. It's 20. Since Chris Paul left. Since Honestly, yeah. Since Chris look Paul at, left. Look at what Chris Paul has been doing and look at what Harden's been doing. There's, there, when it comes to just mental makeup, I think they're such polar opposites. It's <laughs> crazy. Look at Houston before. Look at Harden and Houston before Chris Paul shows up. Right. First round. Chris Paul's there. For, yeah, it goes from Steph, first round to then finals. Then Steph. Uh, humiliates them in that game seven or game six it, I, it didn't even get to game it seven. was game six and it was in houston yeah. that that was in houston and it was just steph yeah and steph didn't do anything in the first half 31 like in the second half demolished everybody by himself yes yeah. and harden and was then just a ghost chris paul leaves and absolutely revitalizes his entire legacy just flourishes career yeah in the next couple of years um even though houston beat okc in that game seven OKC had no business being in that exactly. game, and Harden played like shit exactly. in Game 7. Uh, that being said, on the subject of Harden, yeah. It's like, what real success has he had yeah. in comparison to... Forget about him being compared to the next two guys on this list right. when it comes to playoff success, but it's like, these numbers felt manufactured. By that, I mean the foul calls and everything had to do... That played a huge part. It's, I mean, it's honestly a free getting seven him. to eight points a it's, game. Yeah, I would even say ten to twelve. Yeah, could be. Because uh, you got to think about it. It's not just drawing calls. It's the way people guard him. Yeah. Which somebody said this. Um, it's not. It's like I have to guard you, not like an actual basketball player. I have to worry about you just jumping into me or some shit. So I have to like play way off remember that just, one like, season play a different time when people just had their hands behind their backs and were like playing yeah. his right side it was because he weird. hooks them and everything yeah. and it's just he hasn't looked good this year so this year we'll honestly see. has been the real the real force that swing his legacy one way or the other because yeah. he has looked like a mess i know you're, you'll hear diehard brooklyn fans and i'm obviously a a, a brooklyn fan as <laughs> because you know i got signed to 35 ventures and being Durant and Rich Kleinman got a little deal going on. But um, uh, when you watch Harden this season, man, because I've seen most of the Brooklyn games, it is just, it's rough, bro. He doesn't have yeah. the same explosiveness. And this goes back to, I was mentioning, when you look at him in CP3, how the mental makeup is so different. I think that plays into why he's struggling this season because he had the hamstring injury last playoffs. 
And you're telling me you're still recovering from the hamstring seven, eight yeah. months later? You know, Rosillo always makes the joke, this must be the worst hamstring injury of all time. Yeah. It's like, he's obviously being sarcastic because it's not that. <laughs> it's hard and just doing going on rap tours with Baby and getting arrested in mm-hmm. France. It's shit like that, which I think has to negate some points when you look at him as far as, like, you know, his standing in, in, in history. Um, yeah, he's not getting by guys. He's not getting the same calls. He's still trying to processing that. Um, but like you said, he's still an amazing shooter. Underrated shooter, I think. A really underrated shooter. Because you think Harden, you don't think Deadeye. And, but he, you know, is the numbers. He's always above 35%, 36% from three, which is, which is pretty good considering how much threes he takes. Um, the playmaking is so special. Like you're, you're, you said this before, but he's easily, easily the best playmaker on this list, I would say. So as far as like what, like the skill set, it's great, but it's the mental approach for me that that's always been my gripe with yeah. him and why he's, it's probably why he doesn't have a ring right now, to be honest. Right. And we'll see how this season plays out. Cause I, I told you before, I actually dropped him out of, I think I took him out of my top 50 or he dropped significantly. He might be hovering around the top 50 range right yeah. now. That could change we'll obviously, but it hasn't looked great. And, um. I don't know what what's gonna tell us it's yeah. gonna look better. He's what thirty two now, thirty one. He's getting up there in age. We know he's had a, a very interesting uh, story off the court. A lot of late nights in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of trips to to certain clubs. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's you know that could have that could be a little bit uh, could have been a little, a little bit of a tax on his body. You know. Right. Yeah. He hasn't. Doesn't seem like he takes the off season seriously. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's my thing. Like you have to, like the great, great, great guys. Because right. Harden's great, but he's not great, great. The great, he's, great. He's guys. He's at an age where he can't, he can't work hard, play hard like that anymore. Exactly. And he's at the age where it's like, if you haven't realized that now, I'm not sure if he's ever gonna realize it. But he's still a really great player, man. Two time MVP. He had this just complete explosion, statistic explosion in Houston, which. You know, it might be inflated here and there, but to average 36 in one season, 34 the next, there's not a lot of guys who said they did that. So I think it's yeah, it's fair to put him at three. I think three's a good place for him. Eh. He's a one-time MVP. Giannis is the two-time right, MVP, Right, yeah, remember? one-time, yeah. He... Yeah, and, and uh, Harden shown how salty is about it. Yeah. Saying, saying shit about Giannis. Like, oh, it's easy to just do I wish I was do, seven blah, feet blah, blah, and could and run. Yeah, whatever, whatever it was. Giannis yeah. is... Giannis is far, far superior basketball player at this point. Yeah, Harden. Um, yeah, man, he's, he's. I'm done talking about him. Such a, I'm done such a character. You. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's, let's move on to two guys who deserve the chunk of this pod. Yeah, yeah. number two is Dwayne Wade, thirteen-time All-Star, eight-time All-NBA, uh, 2009 scoring champ, three-time NBA champion, All-Rookie, three-time All-Defensive, 75th anniversary team member. 06 finals MVP um, from 04 to about 2016 is probably his last pretty good year. Yeah, 2017 on Chicago, he averaged 18 points. But um, Jay, what do you think about Dwayne Wade? I'm assuming that's your number, number two as well. Yeah, no, for sure. He's definitely my number two. Um, Yeah, he had a really good. I had he, Peja Stojakovic as my number two. Had Mike Bibby and Seth Curry as my my two and one, uh yeah man I mean from 04 to like twenty 
11 and 12 and the stats aren't that crazy from 2011 2012 2013 obviously because that's when lebron joined miami and he took the back seat but we saw in the finals especially 2010 2011 against dallas wade was better than lebron that year and yeah. i don't care what lebron fans say it's like oh, you know he had to carry a lot or he, look what he did in cleveland before like no man in those finals lebron was scared to post up jj berea and d wade was legit doing everything on both sides of the ball too which I think people forget because, obviously, LeBron is the headline yeah. of that team. Um, that being said, though, he went toe-to-toe with Kobe in those, like, late 2000s. He, um, he's really good, man. He's a really good player. Yeah. Undersized, too, I'll, for a shooting guard, but he doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel that way because he's probably the greatest blocker of all time at the guard position. We said Harden's the best playmaker and all that. Yeah. Wade's probably the best defender. Hmm. Kobe. It's it's debatable. It's debatable. Yeah, it's it's very debatable. It's tough. I think Wade, uh, as far as like, I think his own shit. Yeah, his own nine season might be the highest peak out of anybody on this list. Mm. Even more so than our number one. Okay, That's I a think take. our number one's peaks. That's get a take that I respect. Though. Our number one, our number one, uh, his peaks get overrated at times when you really think about the success of his career and where it came in. It's our number one just was great for a very long time, but I feel like D Wade for one year in '09 just went nuts. Let me yeah. read off some statistics here. Yeah, he now he lost his mind. The '08 '09 regular season. Yeah, thirty points a game. Crazy. Almost eight assists. That's yeah. kind of nuts. For like a combo two guard who wasn't known for playmaking. That just shows you that. When he was asked to do everything, he was capable. And, you know, that's uh, that's what we measure here. Man, so oh, so you're taking... Ah, that, that's the peak of weight at 09. Highest on this list. You know, I can't, I can't get mad at that. I can't say you're wrong. It was just an efficient year. Yeah, um, it was really good. He played almost every game. Yeah, he got them to the playoffs, even though the team wasn't that great that year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he has that that ring in 06. Success. Is, is early success. Yeah, early success with the 06 ring. Yeah. Early playoff appearances. Of course, he got drafted to a great organization, which we're going to put, they were going to put pieces around him. Yeah. He never had to deal, I know I just said 09, he, that team wasn't very good, but he never had to deal with like a, like LeBron a, in yeah. Cleveland, right. 07 situation, or things along those lines. He, he didn't have to deal with like a long stretch of just not having teammates. Right. Like one, two seasons at the most, and then they would get someone for him. And a great coach. He, he had Pat Riley, and then he had Eric Spolstra. Yeah, Heat culture. And he's he, right. he is, heat when you culture. think Miami Heat, you think of Dwayne Wade. I think once you get like the, yeah. to the top five of this list, like when I'm thinking of that player, or when I think of that franchise, I want to think of that player, and... Yeah. D-Wade is as Miami as it gets, that's for sure. He's definitely the greatest so heat player of all too. time. Shall we um move into our one, or did you have any more thoughts on Wade? Um, as I No, 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 we're good. Yeah, you know, it's we're not good. a we're show if I don't take a trip to the Gulag. <laughs> yeah, I, I peeped during the Gulag. All right, you're back. Okay, yeah, you're back. I see you. Can you hear me? Yep, I yeah. see you. There you are. <laughs> um, it's good to see you again. <laughs> Yeah, Wade, uh, I'll keep it positive on this. We, we have our own gripes with him, but I'll keep it positive on this podcast because I don't have much. You mean when he broke Rondo's arm? Basketball playing. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to actually just him playing basketball, I don't have many issues with the way he played. Yeah. 
and I actually like I love that type of player, just the dual threat and all that. Yeah. Um, and just a like you said, undersized for the position, but just absolutely crazy. And it had some crazy highlight dunks, like the dunk on Verajao. Ooh, that's a good and one. A few others. Yeah. Yeah, no, good career for D Wade. Um, definitely deserves to be two. So shall we jump into our number one now? Yeah, and like I this goes for number one too. Like sometimes when you're a great player, you as a dunker get very underrated. Like I feel like I forget why I was gonna bring this up, but like LeBron in our number one on this list, I feel might be the two most underrated dunkers of all time. Yeah, that's true. Like their dunk package is really as good as anybody else. Yeah. But there's such great players that it's just not talked about as much. Exactly. But yeah, in in the same similar to Wade. Wade's not as good, but Dunker is this guy though. Our number one is Pistol Pete Maravich. <laughs> he, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, jumping Joe Ramona from the Syracuse National. All right, our number one's Kobe Bryant, the late great Kobe Bryant, eighteen-time All Star, two-time scoring champ, five-time NBA champion, fifteen-time All NBA, which is insane. It is insane. Yeah. Uh, four-time All Star MVP, 08 MVP, seventy-fifth anniversary team member, both in both of our top ten players of all time. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw that in there. For sure. A lot of people, they have him in the top five. Uh, two-time finals MVP, 12-time all-defensive. I mean, his resume alone, we'll, we'll get to the way he plays and everything else about him. His resume alone blows everybody else on this list out of the water. Yeah. Um, nobody on this list works harder than him. It has more drive, and you're right. He is the best defender on this list. Um, and a lot of stuff is overlooked with Kobe, um, how hard of a worker he is. Yeah. Um, just insane. Too hard. Works too hard. Yeah. Where it made him un- unlikable. Exactly. Because he expected so much out of everybody around him, similar to Jordan. Um, and he is the closest thing we've ever seen to Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. He averaged 35 <laughs> points in 2006. That's 31. insane. The next year, and that's yeah. not a James Harden like I, you know, I'm not trying to shit on Harden here, but that's not a 35 that Harden had in 2016 or whatever. That's like 35. I'm getting buckets for real. And that's the year he had like four 50 point games in a row. Or it was something Just crazy. Insane. And obviously, that's the year he had the 81 points. Poor Jalen uh, against the Toronto, yeah, against Jalen Rose and the Toronto Raptors. Um, plenty of great moments in his career. Uh, yeah. And two versions of him, too, were great. There's the young yeah. Kobe, the great dunker and all that, uh, Kobe or Shaq, who he did all the shit that Shaq couldn't. Shaq couldn't have won without Kobe. Yes. Um, At that point in time, at least. Maybe you, you move somebody else in. Could Shaq have won? Let's say it's Shaq and Iverson, Ooh. and then Kobe's on Philadelphia. Like, who knows what happened? Mm. I'm just saying Shaq was not doing that alone. Kobe was a huge part of it. That's why they won co-finals MVP that year. And, yeah, Kobe could do everything Shaq couldn't. <laughs> yeah. And worked way harder than him. And that that team isn't what it is without Kobe, obviously. And many people regard him as the greatest Laker of all time. And I have a hard time telling them no. Yeah, because when you think of – yeah, that, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Because as far as player – I'd still obviously have Kareem have, and Magic, 
but we have them higher. Yes, right. But when you talk about what it means to be a Laker, and like, most time spent in the city, exactly. Like where the like when if you ask a, someone in Los Angeles, they're gonna tell you, yeah, Kobe is Kobe is a hundred percent what the Lakers um what we represent as the Laker Nation. Yeah, man, you basically hit all the points on Kobe. He had that the early stint with Shaq, where it goes under the kind of goes under the radar because he was so young, but. They're not winning that without him. Then he has that run before they get Gasol, where he's just putting up crazy numbers. And and honestly, those were those years you could say after Shaq left, like it was actual dog years. He didn't have much help around him. Then the NBA gives them Gasol, and he has the second surgeons. He's the guy. Like if you give yeah. him a guy, he's gonna get you to the finals. Right. And it's him. He and, needed a team around him, as do most people. Right. Yeah. Outside of like LeBron, basically. Pretty much. Uh. Yeah, he was great. And him on the Lakers, those first three titles, it's similar to Brady, his first three titles, where it's like, oh, it's all Belichick. Oh, it's all Shaq. People say that who want to discredit Kobe, who want to discredit Brady. Or boost their guy. Or boost their guy and all that. And it's like, no, it was a mixture of both. One couldn't have done it without the other at that point. But eventually, uh, Kobe's winning without Shaq. Uh of course, his two rings, we believe, if injuries don't occur with the Celtics. Yeah. We're going to get non-Celtics fans to just... Tu- I-, I should stop saying that. We're going to get non-Celtics fans to just tune out of the podcast. It's like, oh, come on, guys. Seriously? <laughs> when I say that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, like, tr- you, it's true, you though, to bring but... That every time. It's true. I mean, it's fair to bring up because it's probably why... It, it taxes him as far as all-time list because... I mean, he, he didn't... Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's one of those nitty things that, you know, you just have to pick at when you're evaluating these guys. We have to look at both right. sides of it. Yeah. And, oh, and speaking of all time, top skills of all time, he's definitely in the top five skilled players yes. of all time. Yeah. And that goes to uh, his work ethic. to jump mentioned. shot, handles, defensive skills, yep. all of that. Uh, basketball IQ, it's all up there with him. And just some of the great, like, highlights. Just yeah, his seriously. Pa- like, I mentioned his dunk package, but, like, just his overall highlights, his buzzer beaters, all that. It's really fun to watch. Really a fun career. The one on Wade. Fun player to watch. The one on Wade was circling on the internet the other day. Yeah. I love the – he catches a full-court pass on some guy. I think it's against the Nuggets. This is young Kobe. Uh-huh. And, and, like, brings it behind his back and then dunks, like, backward. Like, reverse that. dunk all in one play. Not a travel, no nothing. Just insane athleticism. Yep. Uh, mixed with basketball skill, and you know we said we we said what we said about him all time and the flaws and whatnot, but he's at the top of this list. Yeah, he's he's his greatest. Day he's cat. head and heels over everybody else on this list, yeah, for much sure. like Steph Curry with the point guard list. For sure, yeah, and honestly, his work I think for me is really what separates him. It's why I think I had him above Shaq on my all time list. I, they're all so close. It's Shaq, close, yeah. Kobe, Will, it's really Hakeem, close. They're all fucking close for me. Yeah, I can't remember how I went. I think I lean towards Shaq just because he's more unstoppable and all that shit. It's fair. But Kobe and Shaq are like this, and I think I may have even changed it to Kobe. Yeah, just because I you you gotta respect his approach to the game. The work more ethic, than bro. That shit is different. Uh, the thing we don't ex- respect though is like just being a douchebag to your teammates. Yeah, the- if you really look behind the scenes and see some of the quotes. It's like no, that's not, that's not Jordan, uh, getting somebody riled up in practice. Right. That's just straight up your, 
you're being a scumbag. Yeah, and I, I forgot. I remember Simmons had this one author. Rosillo had the guy on his podcast. Who wrote the book, right, about the Lakers? Yeah, with Phil Jackson and everything. Yeah, and they were mentioning how it's interesting because I think obviously we know Kobe grew up, what was it, his first or his high school years he was in Italy or in middle school, I forget. He was kind of just um, by himself. He went to high school in uh, Philly, right? When he was a kid, he was in Italy, but he went to high school in Philly. Yeah, so yeah, like Lower Marion. Yeah, so Baby Baby Kobe was in Philly. And that might have, the author was mentioning how that might have played into why he was so hard to kind of, you know. Just, yeah. Like he was just, just a, a different tough lifestyle. locker room fit early on. Cause just a lifestyle. He didn't really socialize. With- yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, right. He wasn't AAU camps yeah. training going on trips with all the same like, guys oh, that he's gonna play this. with later yeah. on mm-hmm. yeah he was in fucking italy playing with soccer balls <laughs> while he was also perfecting basketball um yeah kobe's right. so great speak man. like five different languages yeah i was gonna say like now we're talking about kobe the person we'll give a little love to kobe the person because yeah post career at the end kobe, of his life yes was changing definitely at least on the outside looking in seemed he was changing his ways for the better, all around. Yeah, in a pretty good interview. I enjoy his. I, I enjoy his interviews. I enjoy a lot of his quotes. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of players today, they look up to Kobe as they should, but they'll take mm. the obvious shit. Right. The moment I'm not gonna be afraid to take the shot, but they don't take the work ethic. Yeah. Part They're taking everything else that comes with it. Yeah. Hundred percent. I agree. They just with want that. the cool parts. Yeah. And they want the excuses to take all the shots they want. Yeah. But much like, you know, they say Steph Curry ruined basketball with the three point shot. Guys are gonna try to mimic Steph Curry. Guys are trying to mimic Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And, and only not everybody there's only one Kobe Bryant. Exactly. You know? It's like stop. And that's that's more of a testament to him. Just like it was a testament to Steph. On our list last week. Yeah, grow, growing up in middle school, we remember whenever so if you would roll up a piece of paper and there was a, a trash can near you screaming I out Kobe. I just thought that. I just shot a bottle into my trash can right now. For real? I, thought, I was like, oh shit, while we're talking about Kobe. Kobe, yeah. yep, see? And I made it. There and it I is. never make those shots. <laughs> so, I mean, Spirit of Kobe might be with us right now, low-key. Right, exactly. But yeah, man. Yeah, obviously, great player. Top of this list. Probably never going to get bumped from number one. I don't see that happening unless some juggernaut comes 100 years from now when we're dead. But um, Kobe the person, man. What he was doing for women's basketball, especially, obviously yeah. with his daughter, God rest both their souls. But he was just doing great things off the court. He, the Mamba Sita thing, all that. The girl dad. Really starting to change his, maybe not change his ways, but just evolving into this bigger figure that's just more, I don't know, just has a bigger impact on society, like just outside of basketball for the better. And um, yeah, you know, we miss him for sure. He uh, he was one of one. Yeah. One of one for sure. Yeah, he's a one of one. He's a one of one for sure. Yeah. Real uh, quick, um, I wanted yeah. to ask you, young guys that you think could end up on this list. Because when you brought up the young guys who kind of emulate yeah. the, the, the cool parts of Kobe, but not the right. the shit that really matters. Like, what are some young guys you think that could end up on So, here? again... I don't have a list. I don't guys, even have I any names. Think about, I don't think about position. Like, I think about wings, you know? Which maybe yeah. we could have called this list that. So, some of these guys might be small forwards, but... You know, Devin Booker. Jason Tatum. Yes. Is he a small forward? Is Tatum a small forward? I'd say shooting guard. Yeah. Tatum small forward, yeah. Tatum, oh right, yeah. But I know Booker. Booker's a shooting guard. Yeah, Tatum small forward. So yeah. you know, maybe Jalen Brown. 
one of them have to be has to be the shooting guard. Would you right? would you consider? Yeah, no, I think they both are shooting guards. Would you consider <laughs> <laughs> just a just a team full of power forwards? Would you consider Mitchell a shooting <laughs> right. guard? Uh, is he a, like it's like this yeah. like you said it's this weird combo guard thing that so. started. Yeah, Harden might have started like, it honestly. It's similar to LeBron where it's like yeah you're not the point guard but you bring the ball up the court. Yeah, so what do we call you? Um. Makes me wonder, like, is this just going to be positionless basketball 50 years from now? Exactly, right? Everybody can just play all five positions. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, but, I mean, some of these guys on the list were the were the precursors to this potential, you know, potential evolution right. that we might be seeing in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Try to think of any other young guys. Yeah, I'm trying to think, too. Jalen, Booker, Mitchell. Always really come to mind. Yeah, that's probably it for now, honestly. Anthony Edwards, as young as he is. Chris Middleton? Was he a small yeah, forward? Middleton's or? a good one, you're right. Man, yeah, Middleton. Middleton was... Wow, was kinda, that's a honorable name. Honorable mention, Chris Middleton. Yeah, seriously, if, I was just thinking that. Unless he's that. a small forward, honorable mention. Like, I would take him over Joe Johnson. Not, yeah, not the career of uh, DeRozan's my 10. I wouldn't say he's over DeRozan quite yet, but we'll see. He could definitely get there. Because he does he have could get the to, ring. like, Manu status. Yeah. Um. Yeah, nobody else is really coming to mind. I'm sure there's somebody who I'm forgetting, and it's gonna kill me when we get off. I'm hit. I'm trying to think of the young, the young teams. Anthony Edwards is one guy who he could end up somewhere on. I know <laughs> yeah. it's so early. It's so so early. Yeah. But you know, right, exactly. He's pretty good. But other than that, it's it's. I mean, it just it tells you, man. It's like it's it's a dying position, and that might just mean. It's a weird position, yeah. yeah. It's weird, Even, and this was a struggle. Just Definitely to make some the list. guys who are probably more at their peak at small forward on this list. Like I, I don't even know how I feel about putting Jimmy Butler on here, but I did. Yeah, that was my thing with Vince because when you look at Vince, he has the like when he was an All NBA player, he was playing small forward, but it's tough. It's it's a weird position, but we do know for sure when it comes to this position, Kobe, Kobe's the poster for this. Um. Yeah. Man, I don't know. So I didn't get a. I probably might just cut this part off. Ferris didn't text me okay, back. Life so advice. <laughs> just, you do life advice. How does it fucking start? Yeah. My I found out my girlfriend's having sex with my dog. <laughs> how do I approach this? Yo, the dogs in India, bro. What oh, the hell is going on with that? That's that's terrible. That's like some fucking. That's what I'm saying. That's that's where I'm like, just nightmare. you gotta light those monkeys up. <laughs> Bro, what? They're like snatching up. You know what's getting to the point? They're snatching up kids. I don't know how I'm gonna edit yeah. this. I'll edit this so that it fits. You know, somewhere we're not just. <laughs> I'll get this transition. Um, oh my god, we just went totally off the reels. But whatever. That shit's fucking nuts, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucked. Oh man. All yeah, right. that's not. That's a. That's a story that doesn't make me. I don't even really laugh. Like I'll laugh at dark shit, but that's like. I'm just thinking, like, those monkeys need to go. It's not funny, but it's like, bro, monkeys are literally, like, the the, the idea of monkeys terrorizing a whole country. Like, maybe I'm just a sicko. When you hear puppies yeah. are getting dropped from 20 stories, though, that's just nasty. Right. It's like, come on, man. Like, nobody's watching that unfold. Right. So, I guess we... Like, how'd the monkey get up 20 flights of... Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, how, how does that happen? How are they yeah. snatching up puppies and just climbing, like... Or are they like? Are they wearing suits and they're just pulling up in right. SUVs now? Like, what's happening? Bro? <laughs> they're just taking the elevator to the top floor. Oh man! Ah, uh, all right. I guess that could, uh, should we wrap it up though, Gabe? Any last yeah, thoughts? Can, I mean, we can wrap it up. 
uh, no guess. Hey, guys, tune in to our next Richie and Mecco because we have, we have a lot to talk about. We got to talk about Urban Meyer. Yeah. We got to talk about all this COVID stuff. Looks like these sports leagues might not even exist in a week. Who knows? Uh, and then we're out right, of the job. We're going to have to think of some new ideas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Kyrie's back, kind of. We're going to talk about that. Right. He's already uh, in NFL calls. stuff, NBA stuff. The Celtics have looked better since Jalen Brown came back. Of course, they lost last night. As we're recording this, they lost last night to, to Golden State. Yeah. And, yeah, a tune in. Are we gonna have tea on this week? I don't know. We might. We might have a surprise for you guys. Pats play tonight. You reminded me of that. I forgot. The Pats play tonight. I totally yeah, forgot. The Pats play in about an hour. So yeah, that's why we're doing this now. So we got a lot of fun things coming for you. Hopefully, sports. Hopefully, the world stays open, man. This, this, this could be heading in a direction that, like, I don't know, man. It's just it's depressing to even think about. But yeah. um, continue I won't to tell listen. You guys what Jay texted me earlier about it. <laughs>